Hello and welcome to another podcast with Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gil Winkleman and today I want to talk about something near and dear to me called neurofeedback. This is a topic I've alluded to at various times in both blog posts and in my podcasts and I wanted to give an overview about what neurofeedback is and how it works, or how we think it works, and what it's useful for. So let's get started. So the first thing is, is what is neurofeedback? Well, it's a specific form of biofeedback. So biofeedback, the simplest form of biofeedback is a mood ring. You know, you put a ring on and it changes color and it tells you kind of what your mood is. And I, I know it's a silly example. Um, but the mood ring is giving you information about something going on in your body. Whether it's useful information is, is kind of a different question, but that's basically biofeedback. So the idea is, is that you have some way to identify what's happening in your body. And biofeedback, and I do several forms of biofeedback, I, you know, for patients in my office, I use uh, a neurofeedback, uh, specifically lens, which I'll explain in, in shortly, and something called heart math, which uses um, heart rate variability and breathing to help people sort of see and feel what's going on in their bodies. What what biofeedback provides is an opportunity for people to kind of get a sense of what's happening inside their body in real time. And, you know, it's, it's no different than taking your blood pressure in a way. You're, you're finding out, you know, what your stress level is in a sense, but blood pressure is just not specific to that. I mean, you could have high blood pressure and not feel stressed because there's something else going on in your body. So neurofeedback is a form of biofeedback, but the feedback used is brainwaves, otherwise known as uh, electroencephalogram or EEG. And the brainwaves are crucial to understanding kind of what's going on in your brain. Now, what's interesting about neurofeedback is, is that we can learn to control our brainwaves by having some kind of external feedback from an outside source, and usually it's a computer. So neurofeedback probably uh, came about in the late 50s, early 60s. It was originally done with cats. I have no idea how. I mean, I tried doing it this on my cat years ago, and he wouldn't sit still, and you kind of have to hold them the whole time to get it you know, to get it to work. But um, somehow these researchers were able to do it with cats. And to make a long story short, they were able to find out when they did neurofeedback on the cats that those cats were protected from um, uh, conditions that would otherwise harm the cats if they hadn't had neurofeedback. And, you know, the researchers, this was actually, this research was done at UCLA. The researchers came out and they were like, wow, this is really interesting. The neurofeedback is really helping them. And so eventually they got to doing it with people. And there's, you know, very, very few side effects and or cases of side effects. I mean, um, I've had patients have 
things sort of come up as a result of the neurofeedback, emotional stuff usually. But in terms of physical side effects that last as a result of the neurofeedback, I've never seen that in almost 10 years of, of doing neurofeedback. So it's, it's really kind of safe and effective, and it's not for everybody, but it, I've used it for a long, long time. So traditional neurofeedback is kind of like playing a, a video game using your brain. So I, as the practitioner, uh, would have you sit in a chair looking at a screen, and I would reward you for specific types of brain waves based on what your presentation was, and we would not reward you for other types of brain waves. And if you were using the ones that are rewarding, whatever you saw on the screen would go faster or higher or however, you know, the game is set up. Um, and these are the visual forms. There's also uh, uh, sound forms. There's, um, there's also uh, uh, vibrational forms as well for people who might be sensitive to too much uh, visual stimulation or auditory stimulation. Um, so that, that's the basic idea of how uh, traditional neurofeedback works. That's not what I do in my office. Uh, what I do in my office is something called LENS, which stands for Low Energy Neurofeedback System. And it's a little more organic in the sense that the system measures where your brain is. So we're always kind of figuring out what's going on with that individual person. And based on that, it's sending information to the person that then the brain can use to start healing itself. Now, in the last podcast, I talked about uh, traumatic brain injury. Well, lens is one of the ways that I treat uh, TBI, and it's been incredibly effective for the for for that. Uh, it's also very effective, by the way, for migraine headaches. Um, I've treated people with seizures. Uh, there was actually some studies done at various uh, institutions where they were using lens instead of uh, uh, surgery, you know, to to treat very very um, uh, intractable seizures. Uh, I, I've used it for attention deficit, for reactive attachment disorder, for conduct disorder, for, um, you know, just general behavior issues. I, I've used it with healthy people to help them do better on their tests and uh, study, you know, more efficiently. Uh, but, but the bread and butter over the years for me has been the, the TBI. And a lot of those cases, the people didn't remember they had a TBI they were presenting like they did, and if you have questions about that, listen to the last podcast. Um, but they remembered, many of them remembered having TBI after having the lens treatment, which I, I find very interesting. And uh, I actually had that experience when I was first getting trained in lens. Uh, you know, we would practice on each other. And I remember having a session, and the next day I had this memory of a uh, concussion that I had had that I had totally forgotten about. And, and I was thinking about it. I was like, how did I forget about that? I mean, I fell, I was playing basketball with some friends and I fell, it was in my friend's backyard and I hit my head on his, on the barbecue that was about back there. And I, not only did I remember it because I remembered it like it happened the day before. Um, you know, it was just sort of like, wow, like, wow, you know, um, it was really vivid. I remember exactly how my friend reacted when I turned over 
and kind of jumped back because I was bleeding. And uh, he, uh, I, I'm also was sort of taken aback by like the fact that I forgot this traumatic event. Like it didn't, it was amazing to me how I, I forgot it. And it, it really sort of, um, after that, uh, you know, after the injury, it wasn't that I didn't do well in school. It just became harder and I kind of slogged through. And after the treatment school, I was in medical school at the time, school became much, much easier. It, you know, it, it got to a point where, um, I wouldn't say I, I didn't have to study, but I definitely was studying a lot less. It was just like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. So it was really interesting. And, and I've had other patients uh, describe the exact same experience that I've had, you know, either remembering a, an incident, but but more importantly, feeling like, you know, they can get things much faster and um, felt like they were slogging through uh, understanding information prior to that. So that's sort sort of the experience of lens. And what's cool about lens from my perspective, so traditional neurofeedback, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with traditional neurofeedback when I say this. I'm just using this for comparison so that, you know, you understand. Um, generally, patients go, uh, go for uh, two roughly hour sessions every week for traditional neurofeedback. With lens, I, I basically see people weekly or every other week, depending on their presentation. And, and it, the sessions don't take very long. I mean, most of the session is me kind of interviewing them, trying to figure out what's going on. But you can do a couple of points in a couple of minutes, and that could be a session as far as the treatment goes. Um, it can be very, very fast. And that's great um, because the other uh, category of people I work with who I forgot to mention is autism. And uh, particularly children, autistic children, don't really like to sit still for very long. So I find that the lens can be really, really effective in in helping sort of calm them down and, and helping their brain re rework. And the premise of how lens works has to do with something called neuroplasticity. And, you know, years ago... Um, we thought when you had a head injury that you would have dead neurons after that incident. And it, it turns out that they don't necessarily die, but they go dormant. And neuroplasticity is, is the mechanism in which they wake up and reconnect. So the idea is, is that everything that we're doing um, is allowing our brain to make connections. And it is constantly remodeling itself. Um, that's the plastic part. You know, it's that it's, it's easily, you know, moldable back and forth. The, the issue that we run into is that um, most people like familiarity. And so the brain will basically remodel itself around what it knows. So it becomes more rigid in, in a sense. And with brain injury, that becomes usually more apparent in most cases. Um, in, in other words, you're, you still have neuroplasticity. You're still remodeling things, but you're remodeling it around a, a core belief system or habit system um, 
And once that occurs, uh, you sort of are reinforcing the, that belief. So if, if you um, believe, if, you know, everyone's out to get you, you're going to look for those sorts of um, behaviors in other people that will prove that belief system, and then that reinforces that belief system. So when you have neurofeedback, and particularly lens, it starts to break that pattern. So you can go, oh, that person didn't do that because of me. They're not out to get me. That was an accident, or um, they didn't see me. Like, and, and so that it increases the flexibility there. And at, at that point, then the brain can remodel around other ideas. And that's really kind of what I see with, with a lot of my patients. They, they, many of them come in very uh, rigid and fixed. Um, even if rationally they understand that they're being rigid and fixed, their body is still rigid and fixed at the beginning. So um, an example of that would be, uh, you know, someone with post-traumatic stress disorder. And they are reliving a trauma over and over again. And they know it. I mean, I, I have patients come in and saying, yeah, I, I know logically, rationally that what happened, you know, whether it was a soldier in Iraq or um, I've had patients uh, survive terrorist attacks in various places. And, you know, rationally, they know that it is unlikely for what happened to them to happen in Portland, but their body's still responding as if that happened. And so, and their brain is still responding as if that happened. And so the, the lens is one of the tools I use. Now there's other tools in, in this, by the way, but the, the lens is one of the tools that helps the brain sort of release from that, from that trauma. And sometimes you have to work with their body as well um, because it has to be a top down and a bottom up but you know both of those approaches are needed, so so that's kind of the brief overview of lens um, and neurofeedback that I wanted to share with you today. And um, if you have questions, send me an email: questions at askdrgill.com. That's a s k d r g i l dot com. And uh, if you happen to be viewing this on the webpage down below, uh, you can put a comment in and you know send send a question that way and if you're in portland and want to kind of experience neurofeedback uh you know you're always welcome to schedule an appointment um you can call the office and uh you know we, we'll try and get you in and 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 do that if you have something pressing um there's there's a number of there's a lot of neurofeedback systems out there a lot of neurofeedback providers out there um, the lens is, is the one I know the best and they are, uh, Oaks lab, O C H S labs.com is, uh, a wonderful organization that trains people and sells this equipment. And they're very particular about who they sell it to, um, or have been in the, uh, in the past. And, you know, they, they have a lot of good providers if you, uh, aren't in the Portland area and you can look on their website. So, Highly recommended if you've had issues like I mentioned before, uh, you know, and oh, the other issues that I mentioned, forgot to mention is anxiety, depression, insomnia, which, which is, you know, half of America. Uh, oftentimes that can be mediated by the brain and, and we, we've had great results 
with using neurofeedback for that. And um, so that's, that's kind of what I would say. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I look forward to sharing more information about alternative medicine and health and physiology. And I will see you next time.